Hello? Rob Grimm, you are never going to guess where I'm at. I'm going to give you a hint. I am in Surabaya, Java. It's in the Philippines. Yeah, so you're probably at Mount Bormo, the last active volcano in Surabaya. Nope. Then you got to be at the Suramanda National Bridge. No. Wait, how do you know so much about Surabaya? Family history is beside the point. Rob, I am at the mall, and the malls are amazing. This is a sprawling modern metropolis, Rob. I just got back from a Jamba Juice, and it was fully automated. I haven't even spoken to a single person yet. I don't even think I paid. You travel all the way to Surabaya, Java, and you go to the mall. Is there a point to the story here? Yeah, Robs. All right, I just got out of Hot Topic, and I am strolling around the mall here, trying to think of different ways that we can make Black Friday even better. We gotta, we gotta find a way to keep topping. It's gonna be difficult to top our secret surprise. You know, the one everyone's been asking for. Rob, use your imagination. Of course we're gonna top it. I have the most amazing idea ever. The photography community is gonna go crazy. All right, do I even want to know what is it? All right, Rob, are you ready for this? Do you have pants on? Yeah, I'm ready. All right. Wait, there's a Javanese security guard on a Segway coming. I gotta, I gotta go. Let me call you back. Gary? Gary? Welcome to the RGG EDU podcast, where Rob and Gary talk and drink with your favorite photographers. So grab yourself a cold sarsaparilla and saddle up. In this episode, we're joined with Greg Moment, photographer, wedding extraordinaire. How would you describe what you do? As a photographer, I'm trying to survive on the market. Yeah. <laughs> and I need to, you know, first of all, I'm the father and I'm the husband and then the photographer. Ah. ah father first, husband second. Yeah, but I hope my wife will not listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> and we also have Rob Grimm here. Oh, I'm here. He's here for comedy relief. Oh, absolutely. And I am Gary Martin, of course. All right. Yeah. Great. Big fan of your work. Um, I know you, you do a lot. You do a lot of workshops. You do a lot of teaching. Um, I'd like to start kind of how you got into the industry. We always usually start there with photographers and see how they, you know, got to where you're at. Uh, you you, um, you ask me questions that many people, of course, you know, do, but the answer is very easy. Uh, I started everything because of the money. And uh, unfortunately, uh, I was not a guy who was looking for the way how to uh, express myself. So I, it was just a you know, really, really easy uh, idea. I want to earn money. And I started everything in 1999. So there is no a romantic beginning of everything. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> but uh, after the first eight, nine years, when I shot more than 160 weddings one year, I said, okay, I don't want to live like that. And I need to change something. And uh, so the idea was, okay, let's try to be better. And uh, that was the beginning. So actually, f- I started everything like 19, oh my God, 19 years ago. But really, I do photography for living, I can say, for the last seven years. 160 weddings in one year. One year, yeah. It's crazy. I know. That, I, you never slept that year. Well, of course, uh, yeah, I did, like maybe three or four hours a day, but yeah. it was uh, the toughest uh, year. Uh, but it, I, I think that it's very good that it happened mm-hmm. because after this year, I realized that uh, I don't want to work like, you know, like crazy. So you wanted to make yourself better and raise your prices so you could... Yeah, but it was very difficult in Poland because we didn't have workshops, we didn't have, you know, books, we had like on the internet, it was... You know, in 1999, it was not, not as fast as internet, you know, as as we have now. 
So, yeah, the first step I did, I invested the whole money and I just came to the United States and I attended my first workshop ever. Unfortunately, I was very sick. I spent three days in bed in the room. So the only thing that I could get back to Poland was the certificate that I participated Oh, wow. Whose uh, workshop did you come to attend? Uh, the founder of uh, one of the associations with, I think, uh, the, one of the biggest now competitors to WP Price. I'm not sure if this is a political. Uh, you no. can say it. Yeah. Okay, there are the Fearless Photographers Association. Have you ever heard mm-hmm. of them? No. Okay, good. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're not associated with WPPI. Oh, you are not? No, 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 no. 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 Oh, okay. We're our own. I've actually never been to WPPI. <laughs> Okay, you should. This isn't just yeah. they are in the different hotel. It's just yeah. next to us. Yeah. Well, we ca- you know when we come out to these things, we we sit down and talk to people, and uh, we uh, actually right. wind up never getting on the floor. Yeah, it's too busy. You know, we're busy guys. Busy guys. All right. So in '99, did you start with film or was it? The yeah, digital? yeah, with film. Yeah, film. So what were you, what were you shooting, uh, to make money? You know, by the way, I still shoot film. Still I, shoot film. Yeah, yeah. I'm no, I'm I'm 40, so I'm not the young photographer, not the young generation. Uh, so I started with film, and I still feel that you know, shooting with film is just a totally different story than di- I, I s- now I shoot unfortunately digital because of the clients and about what the market requires. But yeah, it was the, the, the beginning. I I I you know, come on! I started with women, so I you know I wanted to say a good image of women and yeah. not models, just you know, good-looking girls. So mm-hmm. like glamour shots. Yeah. Beauty shots, boudoir. Yeah, Did you start with boudoir? No, no, no. You're no. smiling like you're up to something. <laughs> no good. No, no. He it does out. have that cat. That yeah, I'm, not I'm, not, you know, I'm not ready for this. Maybe one day <laughs> when, when I'm 60. All right. Uh, so you was up to no good starting out. So after you were done with the no good stuff, what what would you start shooting to make money? Weddings. Yeah, mostly yeah. weddings. Yeah, I think that you know, then and now. There, there is money in the market, and uh, of course now I understand that money is not everything. Because if I still think this is all about, I would shoot like hundreds of weddings a year. And, but this is not about that. It's about you know, when when you do something for a living after many years, especially shooting alone, um, being only with your own camera in hands, uh, you realize that you need somebody who will tell you you are good. Like you know, you cannot become a, a CEO, a director, or whoever. You're always a photographer with a camera in your hands, so you need somebody who tells you you are good or you are bad, and then you need to learn. So, what were you uh, charging for uh, weddings back when you did 160? What was the question? What were you charging? Like, what was your rate? Like, well, I was very, very cheap, but yeah. but I wanted to make as many weddings as possible, and then at the end of the year, you have the money. So I couldn't charge uh, more. It's not about the numbers because every you know, market requires a d- d- different different money. But uh, I didn't even expect that I can charge more because uh, I, w- I, w- I used to live in the in the country in, in the in the city that you know everybody was cheap. So is this in Krakow or where was I, it? I started everything in Warsaw. In Warsaw, okay. Yeah, is it Warsaw? Krakow is much more beautiful for me. <laughs> yeah. uh, but then uh, I started to talk to other photographers, from mostly from states, and uh, they opened my eyes. They just—I couldn't believe how much they could charge and how how the market could looks like. And uh, I said, I said to myself, okay, why not to try to build such a market in my country? And that was the beginning. 
Was it difficult for, for to get people to pay higher prices in, in your home country? Were, were they resistant, or did you just find a new level of client? Well, you know, surprisingly, uh, people want to pay more, but you need to give them a reason. Mm. So, um, as, as we all know, there are so many photographers, with me included, that uh, there is a moment in your life that you think that you are good, but then when you have association, if you have your friends who are really good, and you can compare your own work to the other uh, uh, photo, um, images, well, then you know that you are suck. <laughs> <laughs> you need to work, and yeah. you need to work, and you need to work. Yeah. So how did you get better when the internet was kind of difficult, and you came here and got sick on a, on a workshop and really didn't get to attend? And uh, what, what vehicles did you use to really learn lighting and really learn your craft and push yourself to become a better photographer? Well, the funny thing is that uh, the moment that I uh, started to feel that I can be better was not about photography. It's about uh, my wife, mm -hmm. who you know, who is my like an angel, and uh, I really believe that if you want to be a good photographer, you need to have somebody next to you. It doesn't have to be a husband or a wife. It needs to be a person who is just next to you and um, who allows you to grow. And uh, you cannot be selfish with what you do. And uh, so there is nothing like a camera or a, a Photoshop. There was uh, my wife who made, made me think that I can be better. And uh, we promised, and we still do it, that once a month, once mm -hmm. a month, we shoot only for ourselves. So no for clients, no money. Just we want to express and present something w what is in our uh, heads. Uh, and we still do it. And Does she work in the studio with you? Yeah, yeah. What does she do? Newborn photography. Oh, right wow. on. Nice. Yeah, and she's very talented. Uh, and she knows it. Does she smash, <laughs> smash them up into funny little shapes and wrap them up? And yeah. You know, uh, we both work for Nikon School. Every country has Nikon School. And uh, you also have in this beautiful country. And uh, I, I teach wedding photography and she teaches newborn photography. And she is the most popular teacher in Nikon school in my country, which oh, is cool. fantastic. Yeah, so we compete. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah. Healthy competition. So, yeah. how many weddings are you shooting now per year? What? Oh, what now I want to teach much more than, than shoot, uh, because if you charge uh, more, then obviously the number of weddings uh, went down. So it depends on the year, but it's about from forty to sixty weddings a year. But I want to shoot less because then I have time more to you know to uh, write uh, books. Or to to make some videos for students, uh, yeah. you know, I'm I'm getting older. I'm not, you know. You must moisturize. You look like you're pretty young. <laughs> You've been shooting for 19 years. And unfortunately, the, our listeners cannot see your faces, but you also, you know, <laughs> look like babies, <laughs> gentlemen. <laughs> and, Rob, Grimm, uh, Rob Grimm's actually 23 years old. Yeah, just yeah. a little gray in my beard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, what was the question? I don't. I don't remember. What yeah. was the question? Uh, no one remembers. So let's ask a different question. Um, you seem... shooting per year. I am shooting. You were shooting per year. Yeah, yeah. I, I, and I just answered that I want right. to teach so more. You're teaching more. So what do you teach? Like, how do you? What is a workshop with you? Like? Well, I, of course, it depends on the markets, and uh, you would you would be surprised, and you probably know it, how different are markets in Asia, in states, in Europe, and the requirements from students are really you know, different. For example, in the part of Europe where, where I teach, mostly, 
students need to shoot. They need to have a cameras during the workshops. Uh, they need to create photograph uh, photography. And for example, in Asia, uh, last time when I was in Kuala Lumpur, uh, there were two students, no cameras. Where's that at? Kuala Lumpur. Just, they just wanted to. Kuala Lumpur. Yeah. In Asia. Where? Where in Asia? In it's Kuala Lumpur. Yeah, it's, it's a, that's a country. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Malaysia. Yeah. Yeah, Malaysia. Oh, okay. Yeah. I you're just saying Asia. And I'm like, well, let's narrow it down. <laughs> yeah. All right, go ahead. <laughs> no, I wanted to just give you an example that there were two two students. They didn't have even cameras with them, and uh, I realized at the end of the second day that they didn't even speak English at all, just even one word. And I I talked to them like for two days, and they were just accepting everything, just and they were just head. helping me with uh, cameras with everything, and. In Poland, it would be just not possible that if you don't shoot and if you don't speak, you know, the language or you don't understand. Uh, but I mostly teach uh, wedding photography, Photoshop, which unfortunately, you know, many people still use, and me, with me included. Mm-hmm. And uh, I help my wife with the newborn photography workshops and the maternity workshops. I you know I teach like cre- too much. Yeah, too much. How much of the year are you traveling on the road? Uh, just to give you an example, uh, I left my home um, two weeks ago, and I will be back there in, I think, twenty days. So I travel a lot. I can't mm-hmm. not tell you why, but no. I, I, it's got to be hard. With I love it. Three kids, though. Yeah. yeah but we hard? promise. We promise that wherever I go, I take my uh, wife with me because mm-hmm. otherwise it will not work. I think. Are your kids with you when you travel? And only little Hannah. She she had birthday uh, yesterday oh. in Las Vegas. Yeah, two years old. Two yeah. years old. Yeah. Nice. So, gentlemen, presents are more than welcome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we, we have, we a, have big, a protein does bar. Does she like yeah. whiskey? <laughs> yeah, no, I would take it. Uh, she had like a big party. We finished at 7.30 p.m. And then yeah. it was time to bed. Yeah. Nice. Time time, time for bed. So, you, you, when you shoot weddings, though, now you do it all over Europe, right? Yeah, yeah. And not only Europe. Yeah, in Africa, in Asia. How did you transition from just being kind of a local guy in Poland to being a worldwide destination photographer? How did you, how did you go about promoting yourself and letting people know that you were out there? Uh, um, I think uh, associations and groups, um, the, it's really easy way. Uh, if you are smart enough and if you are talented enough, I'm not saying that I'm talented enough, but I, let's say that I, w- I was lucky to get a few international awards which helped you because if there is association of let's say two thousand people, mm-hmm. nobody knows you, especially if you are from Poland, and sixty percent of people are from the UK or from the states. But if you win, that within five minutes everybody knows who you are, and that helped. And because I was very lucky to win uh, first places in different uh, competitions, that helped just helped me. And then. You know, others want you to, to run workshops, to have speeches. Even though the English is not my first language, as you can hear, uh, you can still teach because mm-hmm. it's not about teaching English, but it's about teaching yeah. photography and being creative. So yeah, association helped me a lot. So you entered a lot of contests. Did, did you know which ones to enter? How did you go about no, no, researching the, that? The, the first to you know, uh, submitting images for the competition, it's a lot of money. Yeah, it's expensive. Because you need to pay for, for every print, just a submission, print, a special cases, you need to ship them. And, and the best way, of course, is to go somewhere and to collect the trophy, if you are lucky. 
So for the first like a year, I probably I spent like a fortune and I didn't win anything. So I was very disappointed about myself. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay, Greg, there is something wrong and you need to change. You need to ask somebody. You, you need help. So I started to talk. I started to learn associations. I, I started to talk to, to, to judges, to my friends, to tell me where I am with my photography. You don't want to, you know hear the answers that I, <laughs> that I heard uh, many years ago. And I started to grow just to work on my skills, which was very, very difficult because as you can imagine, uh, you know, the knowledge is very often in workshops and to attend workshop. Now I teach, but I was also a student many years ago. You need to pay for it. And so for somebody who lives in Poland and who wants to learn from somebody from States or from Australia, it's like crazy money. So instead of buying a new car, five years ago, I attended a few workshops, but now I, I know that this is the best investment of your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I really believe that, you know, that attending workshops help. I really believe you know, it, it, can, it can help somebody to grow. If you are talented, of course, you know, there's like players, there is a lot of soccer players, but there is only one, the best one. So it's the same here in photography. Pele, what do you think, Be- best, best, Football player. And now we have Lewandowski, so come on. I don't know. I have, I have Pele, though. That's a sentimental favorite. Yeah. Watch Pele. Pele. Yeah. He's yeah. the man. All right. So, best wedding ever and worst wedding ever. Tell me the story. Mm, the best wedding ever was uh, my own wedding. Oh. Oh. See how he played that? Yeah. yeah. And uh, You shot your own wedding? <laughs> no, my best friend. My yeah. best friend, uh, who is my biggest friend and biggest fan, is like my brother, uh, he, uh, I just gave him my camera and my lenses and, lenses and the, he was also a guest. It was a quite small wedding. But, you know, it's very difficult to choose a photographer for your own wedding. Yeah. So I trusted him and he did a really good job. Uh, but uh, I know that you didn't ask about that. <laughs> so the, the best wedding probably for me was uh, the one that I shot uh, in Mozambique, in Africa, because it was something totally unique. Yeah. And, you know, the couple had like a f- whole beach for themselves. So you could see, you, know, you could look left or right like miles and there was nobody except us, me and, and the couples. It was like a wow. beautiful scenery. And there was, uh, I don't know, I, you know, I love every wedding I've shot. I don't have like a, the worst scenario. I think uh, it's very difficult to answer. I, I don't have no like- crazy a, upset uh, brides or mother-in-law. No, I, of course, uh, as, you, as you can imagine, every photographer is, has a, like, a, we are n- not normal. You, know, we need, you need to be crazy to be a photographer. Uh, but <laughs> I, I think so. So it happened that I, for example, traveled and I wanted to, you know, to shoot the wedding and I forgot to take my backpack with me, for example. So I needed to call my wife and she you know, spent five hours driving to give me my camera back. So I did something like this. Uh, there was an accident that when I was shooting wedding in the church, there was something wrong with my trousers. So I, you know, in, I was in the middle, in the, in the church, you know, everybody was walking at me. Did and you I was rip to, your pants? Okay, next question, please. Yeah. <laughs> no, I want to hear about oh, the yeah. problem with the trousers. Yeah, yes. <laughs> well, come on. Yeah, so That's now, a... so now you you will always find you know the, the the second part of trousers in my in my car. There is always something like this. Ah, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> so did you have to leave, or you just you just? Yeah. I had to. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh, that was a that was a big trouser problem. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Say that. And you probably don't wear underwear, do you? <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. Rob Grimm doesn't wear underwear. Uh, no, I gave that up in 1985. <laughs> <laughs> you have never, like, you never think I'm once? kidding. Like, there's not an occasion oh, where no, you have underwear? Oh, no, of course. You've got to wear it. It's just a jean thing. I like, you know, I like being free in jeans. But free with dress jeans. pants, you got to wear boxers. Yeah. And shorts, because you can't, like, be hanging out. <laughs> <laughs> Things you now know about me. Yeah, yeah. So let's talk a little bit about your gear. Are you a, a big gear head? You always getting the new cameras, new lenses? Well, uh, this is the funny thing. Uh, you know, when you start to teach and uh, when some people or some companies start to recognize who you are, they want you to use their gears because there is a sales at the end. Mm-hmm. But you will find in my backpack a really old cameras without... Like, like, you would never ever want this camera to buy it from me because it's like I think it's worth maybe one hundred US dollars. Uh, I have uh, two big suitcases full of gear, and I use this gear from time to time. But I use it because some guy gave it to me. Uh, I really believe that shooting weddings it's not about what you use, but about what you have in your head. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, yeah, I'm Nikon user. Uh, I'm with Nikon School, so you cannot use other yeah. other brands. Uh, I use uh, the lighting from different companies. From uh, from, I don't know if I should mention the, the brand or sure. you just sure. okay. Um, no, we have no rules. On okay, you know, uh, well, I'm asking because not everybody knows that uh, when there are Oscars, people think that only actress actresses and actors uh, are receiving the Oscar awards, which is not true. There are also uh, companies which receive these awards. And for example, there is a Dedolite company from Germany. They uh, produce, uh, for example, continuous lighting, and they received an Oscar award, which I think is very cool. And not uh, not a very photographer uh, knows about that. So I use Dedolite, I use Westcott, which is the the company from, 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 from States. Uh, I use Photix, uh, I use also very cheap LED lights like Yongnuo from China. Uh, but it's not about that. I think it's uh, before you should, you need to know what you need. So I have, I've seen in my life too many students with bags full of equipment. And so what? You need, yeah. to, you need to just first learn why you need this source of light and then you, you can just... Yeah. So what do you think does set you apart when you say it's, it's not about the equipment, it's about what's in your head? What's in your head? What are you thinking about when you're um, approaching a wedding? What's, what's kind of your um, wheelhouse? The creativity is the key factor for me. And uh, I think that if you ask me about my... Uh, strength being creative is something that would be the answer uh, why but I had to learn it and I think that not many photographers unfortunately will become very creative uh, in their life if I ask if you are a wedding photographer in, in if I ask you in how many ways you would shoot wedding rings if you have 10 minutes what would you give me what kind of ideas you have if you have an ideas that you will put wedding rings on your hands on fingers or on the wedding dress on flowers it's not a creative thing it's creative for you if you are the beginner because you don't have this kind of shots in your portfolio but for me being creative is if you give me the camera now and you give me ask greg take a portrait of me you or you mm-hmm. and let's take it up gary yeah i was thinking because you know he has tattoos 
Yeah. yeah. I want to get caught up in the moment. You also have, but I don't see them now. So I got but, no tattoos. He no, actually I, has a tattoo of Tony LaRusso riding Fred Bird out of the gates of hell. <laughs> <laughs> I should have that tattoo. I'll pay for it if you get it. You have that one, don't you? I have it in my mind. Wow, that would be freaking awesome. All right, so you're shooting me. How are you going to do it? Well, this is the this is the thing to find the way to if you have five minutes to create the creative uh, the creative portrait and this is uh, what I think is the, the 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 crucial thing for competitions for weddings for for portraits to create something that would be unique if you compare it to the others who have who has also cameras and they stay next stay next to you and they have lenses they have better cameras but then it's you it's you how you see other person and. Being creative is something very difficult, and you need to either you need to born with this or you need to learn it. But I think that you need time, and because many young photographers shoot weddings, they are not patient. Yeah, they want to be the best after two years, which is for me not possible. You just need time. You need to, you need to first you need to get familiar with the camera settings, which okay is about a few months, and then it's creativity. That's why. In my whole history of, of let's say, small or big awards, the biggest award that is for me, it's when I want something in creative category because being creative for me means much more than, you know, knowing how to put the light because that could you learn that you can see somebody and you can repeat the setup. Yeah. But being creative, you cannot repeat that because if you repeat, that means that you are not creative. So back to my photo shoot. Am I wearing pants or my pants off on this? That was the perfect response. <laughs> I think I made him uncomfortable. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Completely offended our guest. So uh, what mistakes do you think? You know, you, you have a lot of workshops. You see a lot of students. What are the common mistakes that people are making that you're trying to correct and uh, just observe? I can tell you also from maybe not from workshops because when you teach you don't see you know portfolios of students but maybe from uh, as a judge I can tell you that one of the weakest point of photographers and I also work on my own skills is posing people do not want to be posed because they want to have a natural images and they very often they think that if they are natural the image will look natural which is not true so first of all, you need to learn yourself how to pose people and how to persuade them that they need to be posed. And, uh, and you know, this is like an ocean. Wherever you go, there is always somebody who needs a few tips uh, about posing. You can learn it. This is a good thing. You can learn how to pose people. You cannot learn how to be creative maybe like 50%, but you can learn the posing skill. And this is something that is my favorite subject. What's your second favorite subject? Lighting. Lighting, yeah. <laughs> no, photography means, you know, it's like painting with light. So you need you need to know how to uh, lead uh, your, your couples, uh, which is also not easy, but you can learn it because this is, the setups are almost the same. You yeah. just need to know how to adjust the setups to the environment, to the natural light. But these are two factors that that you learn, and that you, which you, when, which you can teach. So this is the beauty of, <coughs> sorry guys, of workshops, that if you teach it in a proper way, I really believe that people get can get something at the end from you. 
How much of your work in a wedding is purely natural light versus bringing in lighting and crafting it? Mm, I know that some listeners will hate my answer, but I think that if if the uh, if the photographer tells you that the natural light is the most beautiful light and they only use this one, that means that maybe they have not paid enough attention to knowing new sources of light. For me, being a, a, a photographer means that you choose the source of the light that you need in you know the specific situation. I sh- I sh- I should like you know if there is a beautiful sun, you can use either the natural sun or you can use flashes. It's very difficult to answer because you, it it depends what should be the result at the end. So it's all it, it's all depending on the situation for yeah, you. Yeah. So I'm not the one who who is using only one source and that's it. No, no. That's why I've spent so many years learning. And you know, and growing. That uh, I think that I know what, what should be the source of the light. But of course, I make mistakes. I'm only human. So mm-hmm. if you don't make if you don't make mistakes, that means that you don't work. So from time to time, uh, when I'm you know going through my images, I said oh, I, I should you know use a different source of light, or I made this mistake. But that's helped me to grow, and next time maybe I will avoid this mistake. So with your wife being a newborn photographer, do you stay in touch with couples when you photograph their wedding? Can you grow that into a business for your wife effectively, <laughs> where she's now shooting the, the children that come from that marriage? Listen, that was the idea. Yeah. But surprisingly, first, my wife is taking images now of newborns, and then I shoot weddings. So it's like Because the babies side. are coming exactly. first? <laughs> yeah. It's like opposite side. So yeah. I, on my website, you can you can find the link. What's next? But the the better option would be on her website. What next? And there's yeah. a wedding. Time. <laughs> <laughs> you should put that up. That'd be really funny. Yeah, we will do it. Yeah. So where can people go to find your uh, website and sign up for your workshops? Uh, I'm not a Facebook beast, and I don't have time for marketing. And this is the weak point of my uh, business, unfortunately. But yeah, I use you know Google SEO. Uh, I use Facebook as I think everybody now in the industry. Uh, I'm not a big fan of, uh, but I use it as well. But I'm not a big fan of Instagram. I think that uh, you know, the, you, not a fan of Instagram. I'm not a fan of Instagram. Why Can not? you imagine? You will Craig, find. Come on, we got to get you on the Instagram. Do you have? Just help me. Do you have Just Instagram? help me with this. Do you have Instagram? I, I do, of course. Yeah. Do you post yeah. on it ever? I try to post, but. Uh, Instagram in 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 Europe uh, is not giving you clients. You, you, I don't feel the you know the the uh, inquiries from from the clients. Facebook and Google. So you know if yeah. if you type Greg Moment wherever, I think um, you, you will find some links about me. Yeah. So it looks like your moment workshopscom If somebody wants to sign up, exactly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And then where's your portfolio at? Uh, you should have something like portfolio. Mo- Moment.com. Ah, yeah, 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 both. Yeah, yeah. yeah. momentdoshworkshops.com. Uh, you can find also the portfolio, but my um, main website for Polish and for European market is moment.com.pl. Yeah, but I use it mostly in my country. Nice. So if you're listening, go follow him and give him a little comment on Instagram. Tell, tell him, Greg. Yeah. Greg Moment. Yeah, tell Greg me. Greg Moment. Start using Instagram. Tell him to use the grams. He's got to get on the grams. <laughs> Even he's on the grams yes, when he remembers his password. Of. I can't. Get into it right now. He, he doesn't know his password. <laughs> no, I know my password. No, it doesn't work. It's not the password that won't work. It's an old email address uh, that I can't access right now. Because you don't know the password to that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, Greg, uh, appreciate your time. Uh, thanks for stopping by and, and hopping on the podcast. 
and good luck the rest of the week. Thank you, and uh, it was a real pleasure. Cool. Uh, unfortunately, listeners, listeners cannot see the beautiful view that I have, and I'm not talking about you, gentlemen. Oh. <laughs> I'm just talking about the, <laughs> about the mountains that I see behind Catherine you. Catherine Hall would disagree with yeah, you. She called us. She did think we were handsome gents. She did. That was awesome. That was the best compliment I've had all week. And I, what I can promise, and if, if you give me a chance after when we finish now, I would like to have a selfie with you, and I will put it yes. on Instagram. And yeah, absolutely. We're gonna walk out of here. You're gonna get Polaroids with us yeah. too. Okay, how about that? Fantastic. Cool. So download this episode and all of the episodes of season six. Check us out at rggedupodcast.com, and also stream on iTunes, Google, Stitcher, and SoundCloud, where we drop. A new episode every every Wednesday, every hump day. I like the way you said stream. Yeah, it was like the extreme. I, I think I had a stroke for a second. <laughs> you might have. I, think I just you had a stroke. You blacked out in the middle I, of saying I stream. I did. Where am I? You're in Las Vegas, 62nd oh, floor. I think it's because I haven't started drinking yet. You probably should start drinking. What time is it? You have too much oxygen. Three fifteen. Right yeah, and I haven't had a beer yet. Oh, yeah, it's probably for doing. Messing up. See ya. Bye. This podcast is officially over. See you next time. For those of you who might not know what we're doing on Black Friday, should we tell them? No. Let's tease him. Let's give him a little idea. Let's give him a, a glimmer of hope. Okay, so at RGG EDU, we focus on revealing the secrets from working pro photographers and retouching in the industry to give you a leg up on the competition. And why is that? Is it because we believe that the best education comes from those who are working pros? Absolutely, Rob. And we believe that you shouldn't have to go to two to four year school to learn this education. No, because that's crazy expensive. It's fun, but it's crazy expensive. So we're making photography education accessible to the entire world at rggedu.com. And this Black Friday, we're doing something. We're making an offer so great that we can't even mention it. No, we can't. This microphone, your mind. Would, this microphone would explode if I even thought about it. That's heavy. Go to rggedu.com right now and you can sign up anywhere and we will alert you about the Black Friday deals this November 23rd, 2018. Should we sing our jingle? Yeah. Do you finally have a jingle? rggedu.com <laughs>